0: Assalamu and welcome to our episode entitled, Being the Best Wife I Can Be. InshaAllah, in this episode, we'll seek to investigate what actions can the wife take, how can the wife behave in the marriage to hopefully garner the greatest level of success in this marriage. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in ayah 21 of Surah Al-Rum, that amongst the signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created is that he created for you from amongst yourselves, pairs, mates, that you can live together and find peace and tranquility with, and that he placed between you affection, love, and mercy, and that indeed this, these are amongst the signs for those who reflect. So in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us that amongst the signs that he's given for the creation to reflect on are the fact that we're created in pairs. Men need women and they were created that way. Women need men and they were created that way. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us about. And we believe in the truthfulness of the Qur'an it shouldn't be something strange and unusual for us to reflect and think allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created in the wife a way for the husband to satisfy his most basic of needs in a halal and permissible way and that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created in the husband a way for the wife to satisfy her most basic of needs in a halal way while guarding her modesty and her chastity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala many times in the Qur'an instructs the believers to think, reflect on the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through that the person is able to be more appreciative of the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted them. Now the Prophet alayhi salatu salam mentioned in the hadith dunya that this dunya is all enjoyments. This world is full of enjoyments. But the best of the enjoyments in the dunya is a righteous wife. So we know that it's normal and natural for men to seek a wife this is this is something innate that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created in the vast majority of men and the best that they will find the best enjoyment that they will find in this life is a righteous wife so it it's only normal and and actually a good trait from the woman to think well how can i be the best wife how can i be amongst the greatest of enjoyments from this dunya. So in dissecting and breaking down how can the wife be the best that she can be to her husband, it's important for us to identify what exactly is compulsory on her and what is extra that she can do to add on top of that. Because the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in the hadith that There's nothing that a person can do to gain the acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than fulfilling their obligations, more than fulfilling what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made compulsory upon them. So, of course, in the marital relationship, there are certain things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made compulsory both on the husband and on the wife. Now, in discussing this, we, we surely need to reflect that we're speaking about the rules of the religion. We're not speaking about the laws in any person's country. We're not speaking about what is classed as consent and what isn't classed as consent and all of these different types of things that come outside of the rules in the religion. The rules in the religion, as are they are, and the laws in the country, as are they are. And it's for each person to follow both. Um, So I'm not talking at all from the angle of, legality or, or anything like that. I'm talking what, what came in the religion. And it's for each couple clearly to be smart and wise and how they live their life and, and how they play out their marriage. But as a very base in the rules of the religion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it compulsory upon the woman to make herself available for her husband in a sexual manner So in reflecting on this issue, there's a really nice story that happened with two of the companions. Um, Their names are Abu Sulaim and Umm Sulaim. And they were married and they had a child that passed away. So the other companions came and informed Umm Sulaim. And she instructed them. She said, don't say anything to my husband about the passing of our son before I do. I want to be the person to break this news to him. So he came home, and it's narrated that she cooked the best food that she'd made for him before that time. She beautified herself, so she put makeup on and and beautified herself in a way that she'd never done prior to that. She knew he was fasting, so she fed him, she made sure that he broke his fast, and then she invited him to the bedroom, and she satisfied his needs in that way. And after that, is when she informed him that their son had passed away. And he got very angry with her. He got very angry with her. How dare you wait for me to come home, eat food, sleep with you, and then you inform me that my child passed away? Bearing in mind that this was her child as well. So he went to the Prophet ﷺ and complained to the Prophet ﷺ about what happened. He said, can you believe that my child died and she had the nerve to cook for me, serve me my food, invite me to the room before she informed me? And what did the Prophet ﷺ mention to Abu Sulaim in comforting her? fi May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you from the night that you had. So, this was an indication from the Prophet that what she did, her behavior was accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though it wasn't accepted by her husband. Because what she did was following. The orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following the advice of the Prophet ﷺ in what is best in the marriage. And from that night, she ended up getting pregnant, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them another child. So it shouldn't be that when we look at this issue of sexual satisfaction and we look at this issue of cooking for our husband. That it's from an angle of anger. And why do I have to do this? Because this is a massive opportunity for reward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it easy for the woman in this aspect to gain a lot of reward. She doesn't have to leave her house. She doesn't have to go catch the bus and catch the train and deal with all the congestion of thousands of people and sit in traffic for 40 minutes to get to work, Allah has made it very easy for her from the comfort of her own home to gain a lot of reward. So the intelligent woman thinks about that and is always reflective of that in dealing with her husband. It should always be that through him, I have an opportunity to gain a lot of reward. On top of satisfying the basic rights and obligations towards the husband, there are a lot of things that the wife can do to gain his love and his respect. And these as well are taken from stories of the wives of the Prophet. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of them. So if we think about the Prophet والسلام, he married many different times throughout his life. But the first wife that he had was Lady Khadijah. And he was 25. He was, he was, in our terms, how we consider people marrying nowadays, he was relatively young. Um, in, in that time, people married much younger than that. But he was 25 and she was 40. She already had children from a previous marriage. And look at the amount of love that the Prophet, alayhi salatu had for Lady Khadija. Even after she passed away and he had other wives who were younger than her, the Prophet ﷺ still used to send gifts. And he used to say about Lady Khadija that she believed in me when the people were still on their shirk, when the people still disbelieved. And she trusted me when the people belied me, when the people said that I was a liar. So the love that the Prophet والسلام, had for Lady Khadija, who was the mother of all of his children, all of the children of the Prophet والسلام, were from Khadija, even though she married when she was 40. Allah subhanahu wa Taala granted him six children through her um, all of whom passed away before the Prophet ﷺ, except for Lady Fatima. So if you think about how she behaved in that marriage, the Prophet ﷺ, he used to leave her a lot. He used to go to the cave of Hira to think and reflect about the creation before he became a prophet. And she was okay with that. She would leave him to do it because she knew he was doing something special. She knew that this was important to him. He needed this time alone. And she supported him in this. Now, when he came, the very first time that he received the revelation, he was overwhelmed with emotion. This never happened to him before. The feelings that he was feeling He never felt this before. An angel came to him and informed him, you are a prophet of Allah. Go and tell all of the people that what they're worshipping is invalid. Where did the Prophet ﷺ go? He went to the arms of Lady Khadija. He went to her and said, envelop me, hold me. He was looking for the comfort of his wife. And what did she say to him? She believed in him immediately. She was the first person to believe in the Prophet And when he told her that in fact he was going to go, he was ordered to now go and, and project this news to all of society, these people were worshipping idols. And he was going to be the only person to go out and tell them you are wrong leave your idolatry out this is not the way to safety in the hereafter what did she say to him abshir fala yakhzikallahu abada she said go do what it is that you are ordered to do allah will never let you down so she supported him from day one she believed in him she trusted him she supported him And she followed his lead. From this example, we can take a lot of lessons in terms of how does the husband expect to be treated by his wife? What is it that he's actually looking for through his wife? A quick edit to add about the story of Lady Khadija. Um, She did have six children with the Prophet ﷺ. He had one child with another woman called Maria, and the name of that son was ibrahim and The stories narrated about when he died and when the prophet والسلام, buried him are many so Although it's important to be supportive in a serious way in kind of the serious aspects of life, it's also important to kind of let that guard down. the husband many times expects to be able to laugh and joke and smile with his wife and we can think about the prophet ﷺ and the example that he had with lady Aisha when he was asked who is the most beloved person to you he said Aisha of all the people all of the companions that the prophet ﷺ had with family members, children When he was asked who was the most beloved, he answered with his wife. And if we think about the relationship that they had, they didn't live together for very long. She actually only lived in the house with the Prophet for eight years. But through their relationship, we learn so much of how a husband and wife should interact and much of the rules around Intimacy between spouses and very personal issues with regards to women, we learned that through Lady Aisha, she narrated a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ about what happened in their house. So, if we reflect about one of the stories that happened with them um, at one point earlier in their marriage, the Prophet ﷺ and Lady Aisha were racing on their animals. Each of them was riding an animal and she won. And then later on in their marriage, after she had grown and developed a bit more, um, they raced again. But this time the Prophet, alayhi salatu he won. And he said to her, you won that time, but I won this time. So if you think th- from this, we can imagine this scenario and reflect on this scenario that this wasn't something Serious. This wasn't him calling the people to leave out their idolatry. This wasn't him calling the people to leave out the sins that they were on. No, this was a very personal and light-hearted yet intimate moment between the Prophet والسلام, and his wife. And we can think that's perfectly fine. That's actually something quite positive to have in the marriage, are these light-hearted and playful moments between the husband and the wife. So I guess in modern day terms, the best way that we can speak about this is flirt with your husband. It's in the very early stages of a marriage that might be, that might come more naturally, but the love and the desire for that doesn't change. It should be some, even if it's something that has to be quite conscious that a woman, it may not naturally come, she might be tired and, and whatever, but if she knows that this is something that's going to please her husband, it removes a lot of tension from the marriage that may exist with both working and both dealing with kids and whatever else adds that strain and stress to the marriage. A simple laugh, sometimes a simple smile is enough to completely change the mood in the house. To finish off this episode, inshallah, we'll mentioned some of the questions that came through regarding this topic. Um, One of probably the most common questions that came was how do we balance it all? How do we balance being a wife and being a mom and managing the house in terms of cooking and cleaning and working? And the woman needs to be smart with prioritizing her duties and prioritizing and structuring her time So if she reflects and breaks it down in terms of religiously, what are the most important roles for her to fill? Because religiously, surely there is a structure with the role of her husband taking the first priority, the role of her parents after that, the role of her children after that. So many times we find that life is just flipped upside down with most of the focus and attention perhaps going to work or going to relationships on Instagram and posting on Facebook and whatever the case may be, is that the time just somehow seems to go. But if the woman really restructures herself and says, listen, my husband is not home before 5 o'clock at night. So in that time, in all of those hours, I can... Have the house be in whatever state the house needs to be in or wants to be in, and do whatever I want with the kids. But if she knows that, okay, from five o'clock, this is when things are getting sorted for my husband. So at maybe four, she'll start cooking and cleaning so that when he comes home, it's not chaos. The husband doesn't want to come home after just having a long, chaotic day at work to another set of chaos. At home. And the woman should reflect on that. If we think about the ayah of the of the Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the husband and wife live together in tranquility, each should make it tranquil and peaceful for the other, that it shouldn't be an issue to go home. It shouldn't be oh my God, I just have to sit in the car for another 10 minutes and just listen to something on the radio because I, I just can't bear to go and deal with all the screaming and all the shouting and stepping on Legos. And the woman should be quite conscious. And that doesn't mean that her kids can't play with Legos. They can play with Legos all day. They can play with Legos when he's not home. But she should be conscious to take care of the issue of having his food ready and having the house clean and herself prepared when he comes home so that it's something he enjoys to do. He can't wait to leave work, to go home and find peace. Another question that we received was, how do we balance between letting things go, letting things slide that might upset us, and bringing up issues that are really bothering us? Now, the answer to that question is more from the angle of good manners in the religion, if there's an issue that someone is leaving out an obligation that they have towards Allah or leaving out an obligation that they have towards another person, then you as a Muslim, regardless of the fact that you're his wife or not, you have to speak up because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to bid the lawful and forbid the unlawful. So if a person is leaving out an obligation or committing a sin, then this is something we have to speak up about. Other than that, it's usually for the wife to be wise. And they use the terminology, pick your battles. It doesn't serve the woman any good to be nagging about everything. Because then all it's going to seem to be to the husband is that She picks a fight about everything. But if it is that for many issues, she doesn't say anything, then the issues that she does bring up, even if it's not necessarily an issue of halal and haram, permissible and not permissible, he's able to identify, okay, this is something that's actually really serious for her. She never said anything before about me playing football every weekend. She never said anything to me before about going to this person's house. She never said anything to me before when I went on that holiday with my friends. But now when she's talking about wanting me to spend time with her and the children, this is something that's very important for her. So let me actually think and reflect on it. As opposed to if every single issue she's bringing up and complaining about, then he's not able to differentiate what is actually more important to her. And surely each woman has things that are more important for her that she would either want him to do or leave out more than the others. But in reflecting, well, how do I actually benefit by not saying anything? Where where do I win? How do I get out of that anything good? We reflect on the hadith of the Prophet والسلام, where he mentioned that he promises a house in paradise for the one who leaves out arguing even when they're right. So, this, if we think about fighting the person's natural inclinations, usually when we're right, we want to prove that we're right. We want everybody to know that we're right. But that's not classed as good manners in the religion. What's better is for you to know that you're right, but to remain quiet for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of your husband, not to necessarily avoid an argument or For the sake of Allah to fight yourself, to fight your own natural inclinations and desires in hopes that you seek the acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by this, this brings us to the end of the episode, being the best wife I can be. And inshallah ta'ala, we've all benefited. Alhamdulillah, wa wassalamu ala rasulillah. We'd really like to hear from you, so don't forget to follow us on Instagram at umtalhaspeaks and send us across any message or feedback, um, any questions that you may have, so we can incorporate that into this podcast.